Welcome back to Flick Flops, the podcast where we give you the yay or the nay on movies. Throughout December, we'll be reviewing holiday films for the Flick Flops Festive Film Fest of Fun. We'll take on Christmas time movies and tell you if they made us jolly or earned a lump of coal. This week, we close out the year with New Year's Evil, a 1980 horror thriller about an L.A. DJ who gets a call from evil, telling her that he's going to murder someone as New Year's strikes in each time zone and that she will be the killer's final victim. But does the movie deliver the baby New Year in horrific fashion, or is it a forgettable film from a bygone era that's best left in the past? Let us discuss, Andrew, on this episode of Flicky Flops. I'm sorry, I did not mean to laugh, but when you use the word thriller, um, <laughs> hey, I, that's, that's what it's described as. And, and I figure we'll tell you what it's really like. You're taking some liberties with the word thriller on this one. Um, yeah, I believe that would be IMDb's uh, uh, liberties. <laughs> look, te- technically, it's a thriller. Uh, technically. I don't well, know to who. I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's as thrilling as writing the freaking Scooby-Doo at King's Island. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, technically, it, technically, it's a roller coaster. Am I... Whoa! No, it's not like yeah. riding the freaking yeah. the bat or the screaming demon. <clears throat> Gary's going to be doing some digging for those graphics. I Yeah, we'll see. Or not. But we'll you can see. look them up. We'll see. Scooby Doo, well, the demon, yeah. screaming demon. You know, I might need to fill some time on this review. Who knows? So. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> it, there's someone off my camera doing stretch. stretch. Yeah, yeah. More time. We need more time. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Look. Do I you have any numbers on this? Oh, well. I, well, I know we have the Rotten Tomatoes. So let's just do numbers. So. I have numbers. Not, uh, <clears throat> so, shockingly, nothing great. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Now, this is an interesting turn of events for me. Rotten Tomatoes. The critics have this at 25. The audience has it at 15. Usually, the audience has it a little higher. And I'm going to tell you right now, before I spoil my review, these numbers are way, way too high for this film. Um, the budget for this was $500,000. Now, this is, again, 1980. Yeah, so uh, I don't know what that would be adjusted for, but even whatever that number is, it was it was too much. Um, I do not have any box office numbers on this. I just couldn't find any. Again, this film came out in 1980. I'm sure there are numbers because we clearly can tell you what the numbers were for Jaws and E.T. I, I don't know if this film had a theatrical release. I mean, I guess it had to, but because I don't know. It definitely wasn't made for TV. There's some naughty bits in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I will discuss later. This was written by someone named Leonard Neubauer. I couldn't find anything on Leonard. There's probably a reason why. <laughs> this film. Uh, directed by someone named Emmett Alston. Again, <clears throat> referred to my comment about this film. It might be one of those things where they say you'll never work in this town again, and they probably meant it. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. If you and I know you're not going to watch this, I don't care. This thing is horrible from the get go. 
Uh, that's all I got on numbers. We can jump right into the poopa meter here. Let's just go ahead and break into our ratings. Ratings. Again, our ratings are backwards. You want low numbers. You do not want high. In a scale from one to five, you want one to be good. You do not want five. Uh, so this year for the seasons, we're using the Mr. Um, I'm sorry, holiday poos. Christmas poo. Can't say the name. Well, Christmas poo. This is our New Year's uh, film. So this is the end of the season for us. Yeah. We'll still Gary, use Christmas poo. <laughs> I am going with uh, not an unprecedented number, but I'm, I, I'm very happy with this number. A five. Five. Oh God, Gary, this was bad. And you warned me. I, uh, I did. Fair warning. I did. This is like me holding a hammer over my thumb, and I'm going. I'm going to do it. And Gary's like, it's going to hurt. I'm like, I, I, I'm doing it. Don't touch the stove, Andy. Don't yeah, touch the stove. It will burn. Touch the, the jolly red button. <laughs> uh, the bro, red. Real quick, I, I don't want to bury the lead. I too give this film five Christmas poos. This was. God awful. God awful is this. God awful. Uh, you know what? In fact, just before we break into everything, let me go ahead and read my review that I picked <laughs> by Matt Brunson from Film Frenzy. He put unbelievably, unspeakably awful. <laughs> I, I, before we even discuss, I just want to get that out there. Bravo so to that person. Hey, that was a great review. I, I did. I myself have a review, Gary. Now, I went with someone with. Which I'm surprised this person actually watched this movie. Somebody would agree. <laughs> I went with the great Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times, who is a legendary film critic. I, again, I'm surprised he watched this. Yeah. Truly surprised he watched this. This is his review. It is not very good. It is sometimes unpleasantly bloody. The plot is dumb. And the twist at the end has been borrowed from hundreds, if not thousands, of other movies. End quote. Roger Ebert, the great Roger Ebert. Unfortunately, he spent way more time than necessary on that review. <laughs> and, and the thing is, and that there, there's a, a link to click for the full review. Oh, no, it did not like warrant, Roger, buddy, it didn't warrant even that much. Right. All right, Gary. Um, let me bring up something well, before I get into my notes notes. Um, okay. As I was watching this, I don't know if you caught this. I don't know if this rings a bell with you, but the name's Golan Globus productions does that ring a bell with you it sounds very familiar part of our childhood these guys produced they're film producers in hollywood yeah the name sounds familiar i'm gonna read you a list of films okay that these guys produced cobra with stallone hey you're right uh breaking breaking oh. two electric boogaloo 52 pickup american ninja death wish three <laughs> king solomon's minds full free love dangerously close um, Firewalker, Over the Top, <sighs> Schizoid, no, I don't know that one, Ten to Midnight, Death Warrant with Jean-Claude Van Damme, JDVD, um, Alan Quartermain in the Lost City of Gold, The Barbarians, Bloodsport, Bolero, Missing in Action, One, Two, and Three. I mean, it, now again, none of these are winning Oscars. <coughs> no, Last American good, Virgin. There's a couple good movies in there. Kickboxer, boxer, Hercules. Definitely, definitely some big, like big movies. Sinbad. Uh, I'm trying to scroll through Invaders from Mars, Revenge of the Ninja, Delta Force, the Death Wish films, you know, Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. Delta. Okay, I, Superman Four, Gary. There's actually quite a number of movies in there. I remember loving as a kid. Runaway <laughs> Train with Eric Roberts. You know who reads Playboy magazine? <laughs> oh, sorry. 
the producers of Chinese Angels. <laughs> oh, so God. I immediately saw this name, Golden Globus. I'm like, oh my God, I remember as a kid watching so many crappy, I mean, okay films, and their names were attached. As a kid, loved them. I am sure very little of them hold up. But uh, listen, kid, I could argue. Uh, uh, Coburn over the top all day long. I, I'm a Stallone guy too. I, yeah, he, he makes some bad films, you know. But Gary, I mean, I think the guy, you know, I like what he does, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying. By the I way, was, I watch this instead. Watch the Sly documentary. I think it's on Netflix. Oh instead yeah. Instead of watching this movie. Oh yeah. Just, uh, watch this instead in there because you brought up Stallone. It's New good. Year's Eve. Yeah. All right, I got notes, Gary. I'm evil. I'm evil. I'm gonna kill. That was the voice modulated. Like, it was like a mouth harp into a. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a portable hard drive. He's talking into. Before you get into your notes, <laughs> you this movie. Well, yes, but this movie starts and instantly dates this film with the beginning. And look, the <clears throat> highlight of the film was the the '80s set. I loved all that stuff. I was thinking as it started, I was like, this is going to be cool because this is going to be a look at that time period. Uh-huh. As much as I would not like any of the people that were oh, these yeah. punks and all this, I was still thinking this is kind of like it's capturing this moment in time. It is. Uh, that was that was the optimistic me in the first two minutes of the film as the credits are going. Yeah, it was like the opening credits, right? As the opening credits were going. So- yes. I'm going to just go down my notes. Stop me when you need to stop me. Or okay. you just let me go through it. We can knock this thing out quick. <laughs> um, one of the highlights for me was Roz Kelly. Do you know who Roz Kelly is, Gary? Besides uh, the star of this film, the female star of this film. I didn't know. I don't. I don't. So. She was famous in our childhood for playing Carol Pinky Tuscadero. Okay. All right. And as soon as I saw, I was like, I mean, at first I was like, Pinky Tuscadero. Yeah, wow, I, I said that out loud to myself. <laughs> I didn't put that together, but yeah, now I can see it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, her and Leather Tuscadero, which was Susie Quattro, her sister. I mean, what? You can Hello. edit that. You can edit that. I, that was way too quick. Um, <laughs> yeah, your opening scene where the, 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 the people are cruising now with the convertible and being super obnoxious. Yes. When they stopped at the hotel, Gary, there was nine people got out of that car. It almost reminded me of your days back with your car. <laughs> like a clown car, just people keep coming out. <laughs> Except they had room to move. They had a convertible. Gary did not. No, I did not. <laughs> um, those people were all annoying. I wanted them all to die. Unfortunately, they were not the ones going to get killed. Yeah, I was uh, waiting for that, by the way. I did make a note. Oh, man, the fashion and style of the 80s. Man, do I miss some of that stuff. I don't miss the super clown makeup uh blush. Right. You know? Overly aggressive. Yeah. Uh, I like a little less makeup on my ladies, but uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, the next note I took was the, uh, the nurse uh, who has sex with Santa in the Clark Sanitarium. Yeah walking down the hallway smoking a cigarette <laughs> right i'm not sure that was always the ever uh, okay to do in any kind of hospital setting i have no idea but yeah uh interesting and she was I mean, she was quite the hoa um <laughs> the voice altering device we talked about uh, i don't know what that was all about <laughs> And the, and the close up on the side shot of his face and his tongue evil yeah <laughs> who says that yeah I guess psychopaths do. I don't know. Um, 
I will say to me the best part of the of the movie there was something I did enjoy. The credits rolling at the end <laughs> when I finally hit stop. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed, and this is a, 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 the way you enjoy picking a scab. You know, okay. it hurts, but you enjoy doing it, so you keep doing it. Uh, I enjoyed the punk bands, the new wave punk bands. I thought they were the best part of the film. Okay, I could and, I could get behind that. And they were horrible. Yeah, but at least I was like, yeah, you know, at least the music. It took me back to that time. I remember yeah. being ten years old and going, yeah, you know, eleven plus eleven. You know, just stupid songs. You know, yeah. Once I mean, yeah. one of the songs they were saying was called "Dumb Blonde." Okay, I get that. <laughs> uh, what else do I got? Um, so in the movie, the the drive-in later in the movie, the drive-in theater. Uh, the gratuitous girl getting felt up while the guy's smoke. She's smoking a joint, letting the guy just feel her up. Yeah, it was yeah. just gratuitous. We didn't need to see any of that. It was just. Yeah. I mean, I'm not against it. I'm just saying. Well, I would, I would, I would venture to say that most um, films from the '80s are probably like that. If we went back, the ones geared towards teens, you know, or right. Yeah, because you got to have that little bit of moment where you see a little bit of boob. Yeah. Um. So what else? We go to the. Um, so when the killer sneaks into the hotel, Gary, now this does kind of get explained. I have another note that'll, that will get explained uh, after I, towards the end of the movie. By, by the yeah. way, spoiler free. I mean, I mean, when I, when oh, I say yeah. that, when I say spoiler free, what I mean is feel free to spoil anything because nobody should watch this movie. So yeah, yeah. that's I meant the uh, reins are off. Yeah. <laughs> the killer sneaks into the hotel uh, as a cop. He's carrying a tape recorder. Um, and then, then we see him drop to his knees at a trunk, and he's changing his clothes. Now, initially, I thought, boy, that's awfully convenient that the there was a trunk sitting there with his clothes in it. Yeah, I think there's some explanation later on. So yeah. I kind of had to. I, I didn't go back and revise my note. I just figured I would say something at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but okay, I I do want to stop at that moment. Yes. Are you talking about the scene? Where he coaxes the cop over so they can knock him over the head with a brick. Yes. One of my favorite parts. He he calls this cop and he's standing behind a column in this parking area. And somehow, even though if you look at the field of vision that this guy's got coming, he's somehow able to hide. Right. Around a parking garage. (laughs) Not a parking wall. It's a a support beam. Yeah. It's just a beam. And. You know the angle he's why it was so dumb. One of the many, many holes in this movie. Yeah, it was so dumb. And I'm like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Yes. Hey, c- can you come help me over here? I found gonna, a drunk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna saunter my way over and not not bother looking around. I'm just gonna you keep in mind that the hotel is on lockdown. <laughs> yeah, right. And he walks and away from his post. And he's the only one there at the post, right. yeah. Because yeah. God knows you don't want this drunk. St- By the way, around. I just looked at our time, and we spent uh, 14 more minutes on this than we needed to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got one last note, yeah, and I'm continue. done. Continue. Uh, sticking with my, as luck would have it, there's a trunk of clothing there for him. Yeah. Um, luckily, it was stashed right under the uh, control panel for the elevator. <laughs> it was able to be just lifted. The door was lifted off, and he could control the elevator by just shoving screwdrivers into fuses. And <laughs> I was like, "They don't lock that up. That's not. That's not just you know. You have to have a key to get in there. Is just that what lift. it was like in 1980? I don't know. <laughs> Thank God for OSHA, I guess. Yeah, really. Uh, uh, so again, not that there's any reason you should ever watch this movie for the love of God, 
but uh there's nothing redeemable about this movie there's I, not and and there's a lot there like you said there's a lot of plot holes there's a lot of stupid things that don't make sense in it um the whole uh reason that the killers is killing is dumb um the son the the choices are dumb the, the son putting the mask on the, the pantyhose on and then the glasses and uh, what is oh, for no reason he just irritated me behind you this mask that came out of no i i don't know i was confused by all of it i thought it was all dumb it was a very weak idea i i guess they were trying to come up with they you know the only thing that was good about this was the name of the film sounds like it could be cool right because it sounds like it could be a cool New Year's Eve killer movie. You know, Gary, that should be our challenge. But it was if not. We, <laughs> if we rip on a film, or we give it fives like New Year's Eve, but our challenge should be to write a better version of this film. Of that movie, yeah. And then we can just, if we write it, we'll put it up on on, on the website or whatever, and the people can read it, and they can honestly critique it, but I'll be side by side. Yeah. Is our script an ounce better than that one? Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, oh God, I don't know. Gary, look, in the immortal words of the fabulous Thunderbirds, wrap it up. <laughs> and you'll take it. Not I'll, this movie. <laughs> five. Five. I would give this six if I could. This thing is so bad. Yeah, if we had a new rating system. Although be- <clears throat> I'll contend your 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 contention, Gary. I would still watch this over Catwoman. I would. I that's that would be a hard sell for me. I would. Uh, Catwoman, I still think, is one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. This it is, is bad. But if you said, hey, we're going to watch one of these two movies tonight, what's your vote? I'd say, Which I'll, one's I'll... shorter? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would go by. Which one, I would, one is shorter? I would watch that. <laughs> I would go with this because during Catwoman, I would keep interrupting you to yell at the TV screen. <laughs> and you would be like, would you just stop? I'm like, I can't help it. It's a it's a it's a reaction. <laughs> There's a callback for you. Uh, right, yeah. Gary, this, look, we've gone 15 minutes longer than we should have on this already. End. End. End it. Finn. Okay. Finn. Bob like, Dole doesn't like it, Gary. Like, comment, subscribe. Bob Dole says like, comment, subscribe. Get all your friends to listen and watch our stupid show. <laughs> the bees, Gary. The bees. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Catch Happy New Year. Time. Happy. Oh, that's right. Happy New Year. Merry New Year. No, it's happy. It's happy. In this country, we say it's happy New Year. Happy New Year. This has been a Touch of Madness production.
Brought to you by the creative mind at Tommy Twins Media.